Welcome back to the BBR podcast, Bitch Be Real. We dive into our realistic experiences with relevant perspectives on personal improvement and character development. We're bringing you our verbal and written views on healing for a well-rounded approach to growth. Now that we're all here, let's get into it. Welcome back to the BBR pod bitch be real welcome back we're so excited to have you we're excited for this episode so in this episode we're going to be talking about how to romanticize the winter season sometimes you just need that i feel like in the winter season we just kind of need a little bit more zhuzh a little bit a little bit extra yeah it's a little bit easier to romanticize summer Mm -hmm. spring those seasons but once you get into winter it's like okay you kind of need to put a little more work a little more effort a little more effort into romanticizing it and i feel like the first way to start is with gratitude absolutely We both believe that there's a pretty big connection between gratitude and the ability to romanticize. How can you romanticize your life without being grateful for the things you have? Yeah, because grateful is basically having appreciation for the things around you. So is romanticizing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could do one without the other, but it would be really hard. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to be grateful and have gratitude, that's much deeper than romanticizing. Mm -hmm. So being able to have that first makes everything all the easier. I agree. And I think that romanticizing, not by by definition, but like as a trend mm-hmm. on social media at least, is like being able to appreciate the things that you do on a daily basis enough to take a video of them or do mm-hmm. something creative with them. Yeah. Like making your coffee is such a mundane task, but being able to romanticize that and have enough appreciation for it that you go like above and beyond and make it something worthy of taking a video. I agree. Let's so. define gratitude. So one definition of gratitude is feeling joy in every season of your life. Uh, It doesn't matter whether it's in times of joy or sorrow. And then another definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Being overly appreciative of the things that you have that go on in your daily life to ultimately create a more joyful experience in your life. Yeah, being able to be thankful for all the things not only big but small Mm -hmm. the definition i gave enjoy or sorrow Mm -hmm. like even if you even if something that you experience isn't great for you if something bad happens to you you more than likely learn something from it so i feel like being able to appreciate even bad things happening to you is kind of a life skill because in your life things are gonna bad things are gonna happen like that's just what like that's life you know and being able to appreciate the experience you had whether it was good or bad is like a very good skill to have and being able to be mindful about having gratitude and you can look around your apartment and be like oh i have mold up here and oh my floor like is broken in this part or it has a dent Mm -hmm. and you can acknowledge that and be like i don't want to have mold but i also have a great view and i have this and the mold can be cleaned and at the end of the day the mold isn't so bad that i can't look around and see 10 more things that i'm more grateful for in this apartment like there's there's always something good like there is even if you have to seek it out slightly there's always something good going on in your life there like there has to be whether it's a relationship you know the food that you're eating the sunshine during the day or the sun coming into your apartment the bed that you woke up in even if it's such a like base level thing like it's something worthy to be grateful for yeah and even just like waking up and as cliche as it sounds you know, you're not going to wake up one day. So being thankful that you didn't die in your sleep. Valid. Like if you're alive, you should be grateful. I've definitely written that in my journal before. Yeah. Like I'm grateful for being alive. Yeah. The fact I didn't die in my sleep (laughs) because everything in life can change. Mm -hmm. 
and everything can get better. But once you're dead, you're dead. And you ain't got no control. Right. Be thankful somebody didn't kill you off. Okay. Natural selection didn't hit you yet. <laughs> you can light a charcoal grill. Welcome to your species. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I feel like a big way that we both practice and like instill gratitude into our life is with our morning routine. Mine is centered around making sure my dogs are well taken care of. I can find gratitude even in the bad things. Like, yes, I don't always want to wake up every single morning and instantly take them out or take them out when it's raining and then feed them and cook their food. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful to have them and that they're healthy. Yes. They're they're healthy. They're not dead. And I still have my dogs and they wake me up with kisses and they get excited to see me and I get to go outside every morning and sit and watch them play and appreciate the nature. So that's how I start. And then I'll cook their food and I'll cook my food and I'll like take a moment to be grateful that I have food that is like nourishing and that I enjoy because there's no better feeling than being able to eat when you're hungry mm -hmm. and no worse feeling than just having nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. So just be grateful that you have a breakfast. And then I move on by like taking care of my apartment and taking care of myself and feeling grateful that like I have apartment that I need to clean up after like mm -hmm. Yes, it's not great that I have to do all these dishes and clean an entire apartment, but I have an entire apartment to take care of, mm -hmm. which is something to be grateful for. I agree. And then I take care of myself and my body because I'm grateful that I have a body that's functioning. Mm -hmm. I think about when I'm going to get old and my body is not going to do things that I take for granted at doing now. And so I'm like, I need to be grateful that my body is even letting me stand up and take a 20 minute shower if I want to do that. Right. And not be in pain. That's a, that is deep, bestie. That was good. Thanks, bestie. Well put. Well said. Uh, my morning routine's a little bit more structured. I don't have dogs, so I don't have to, you know, wake up and immediately take them out or anything, which honestly, sometimes I wish I did because it would be really nice to be forced to go outside first yeah. thing in the morning because sometimes I do find myself just like staying inside and mm -hmm. being a little hermit. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm trying right now to make my morning routine a little bit more flowy and not like I used to, I used to wake up and immediately try to like wake myself up and get ready for the day, like immediately wake up and put clothes on so that I had more energy or something. But I don't feel like that's sustainable for me mm -hmm. because like waking up and immediately being ready for the day just isn't something that's like that I want to do, you know? Yeah. Or even necessary. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Like I just, I kind of wanted to make it more of a flow, make it more of an, an easy rising mm -hmm. rather than something super structured, super to the, to the T, you know? Yeah. So I wake up, I spend a couple minutes in my bed journal. I have the five minute journal. So I go through and there's like, there's three things that you were grateful for. Uh, three things that would make the day great, and then uh, a daily affirmation. And I try not to put things that would make the day great, some things that I can't control, like yeah. getting a promotion, for example, or, you know, making a ton of money or people like things that I can't control. I try not to put those down there. They end up being really simple things mm -hmm. like making breakfast, like something that would make the day great, making breakfast. Like, because that's something that I have ultimate control over, you yeah. know? So, and also the same thing goes with like the things I'm grateful for in the morning. Like the sun rising, mm -hmm. the sun coming into my apartment if that's happening, the bed that I woke up in, the roof over my head, yeah. things like that. So I do the, the five minute journal, I'll take a couple minutes to just stay in my bed. And then when I wake up, like when my feet touch the ground, I make my bed so that 
one, I'm not tempted to get back into it. And two, because my apartment is so small right now that my bed takes up my almost my entire like living space. Yeah. So if my bed isn't like put together, my whole apartment looks like it's just destroyed, yeah. which is like who wants to do that? So I make my bed every morning and then I'll get up and open my blinds. And sometimes I'll just go into my bathroom immediately and do like my skincare or take a shower, just depending on like obviously what I'm feeling in the moment and then what else I have planned for the day. I make breakfast and I make coffee and I just sit on my bed because I don't have a couch and or a counter or a table or anything. (laughs) I just sit on my cute little comfy bed that's already made and eat my breakfast, drink my coffee and then get into my day. Love it. Love it. Good shit. (laughs) So intimacy of the season. And this, the title of this topic sounds a little bit weird because it's not like you're, you're not like going out and fucking, you're not fucking December or anything, (laughs) but like you're not inviting November into your apartment and being like, come here, baby. Yeah. Come here. You're not pinning November up against the wall or any crazy (laughs) shit. If anything, it's the other way around. (laughs) Valid. Like they're dicking you down. (laughs) The season's dicking you down. (laughs) But intimacy of the season more in the sense of like how winter can make you form deeper connections and you want to form deeper connections usually. You want to stay inside. You want to be around friends and family for the holiday season. And there's not as many activities available that, and the least the way I think about it, like more party activities, like going on a fucking boat and getting drunk Mm -hmm. and going to the beach and fucking around with a big group of friends. It's more, okay, let's invite a few people over to my house. Let's cook some food and turn on the fireplace, watch some TV, more intimate activities. And so I think inherently embracing the intimacy of winter instead of being like, oh no, I can't go out and party with all my friends on the beach somewhere. Right. And accepting that and being like, yeah, okay, now it's the time that I hang out with my friends in my apartment and we do seasonal activities Mm -hmm. and maybe have more comforting bonding activities together. Mm -hmm. You're hanging, you're going out of your way to see the people that you don't see a lot in your life, I feel like too. Yeah. And like your uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners, those, all those like Christmas parties and stuff, like it's, it's a lot more people that you're more that you're closer to yeah and you're going out of your way to see those people and again be grateful for those people and their presence in your life inherently it's a more romantic season Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that like december is or november december is like cuffing season like people get married and get engaged in this season so it's inherently a intimate intimate romantic season season And I Googled it because I wanted just to know if, like, we were tripping ass or (laughs) if it was actually, like, cuffing season, if that's what you want to call that. There's no better word. It's scientifically proven that people want to, oh, God, for lack of better words, again, made up, find your mate. Because when we were sleeping in caves or doing whatever the fuck we were doing, back in the day, you were going to freeze. Like, you could actually die from hypothermia. So having a little boo to, you know, kind of cuddle up with Mm -hmm. kept your body heat in and kept you warmer and helped with survival rates. So now when it starts getting cold, right, we want someone to cuddle with. The thing that you read said that like cuddling and like getting close with people in that way was more of a survival thing. It started Mm -hmm. out as more of a survival thing. Like you didn't have to be in love with that person or whatever, you know. 
to cuddle them and now it's more of a uh, it's like morphed over time into something that's just desired by humans yeah like the connection that comes from being with somebody in that way yeah like exchanging body heat <laughs> that's such a primal way to say that <laughs> like you know it's like oh, i just want to cuddle up with somebody i want to exchange body heat no literally <laughs> Imagine to optimize you, survival. Imagine, um, bitch, imagine if you responded to that. I just want to cuddle. And you were just like, I want to exchange body heat. <laughs> that would be so fucking weird. It would. That would be so fucking weird. Ew. I feel uh, like we covered that one. Our next topic is combating seasonal depression and like how to do that. How to combat when December is dicking you down. What to do. What to do. It's a very widely experienced form of depression because it's specific to when you're not getting enough sunlight Mm -hmm. and when the sun sets earlier and you see less sunlight in your day it can cause the chemicals in your brain to change during the winter and you develop depression and so i think it's really important to know how to combat that or how to cope with it and once you've gone through it a few times yeah that's kind of when you figure it out and almost being proactive Mm -hmm. about it and like knowing that it's probably going to happen you're probably going to get into that slump where you're like oh it's cold outside i can't see any of my friends like Mm -hmm. i just want summer back but like knowing being proactive about that knowing that it's going to happen and trying like doing your best to go out of your way to make the season more enjoyable yeah going ahead and setting up a routine or changing a few things that you do to make sure that you lessen it when it does come and help cope with it when it's there. Right. So, um, (laughs) I feel like one way that both of us do that is like comfort shows. Like I watch friends. I watch friends all year. Let's be real. I've watched, I've rewatched that shit like 700 times in my life, but especially in the winter season, I feel like friends, like the kind of like old, not old school, but like two thousands, like cozy. And even like the older movies too in this season are, the iconic staples they make and, your heart feel fuzzy yeah the the shows and movies that make you feel warm and fuzzy take a guess at yours mm-hmm. sex in the city sex in the city because it's like they not that all of it's set during the winter but like a good majority of it, it's just in the colder months and you know they're wearing their little cozy fashion so that's my go-to staple and it just that show like inspires me so much that it kind of helps me in that aspect as well. But when I'm feeling, I just want something that's like cozy. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to think this is fucking ass backwards, but like makes me feel all warm inside and like, ooh, like just I want to cuddle up with a book is you. Mm. Like I love watching season one, not two or three, season one of you over and over and over on repeat in the winter. Because it's like they're in New York City and, you know, they're in a little bookstore and it's like very... It's very New York and winter core. Yeah. Like it's like academia. Mm. And it's like, okay, they're in a little bookshop and it's a little dusty and they got on navy blue and page and (laughs) they're like reading Charles Dickens and it's like, wow, (laughs) okay, this is winter. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very comforting thing. And... Hallmark movies. Oh, obviously Hallmark movies, bruh. Like Hallmark movies, like Home Alone, all these different things. Christmas Story. Yeah, all the ones I watched during the holidays, put that hoe on the TV. I'm going to be set. Even in the background while you're cooking or something. Yeah. Like, 
And that's a great, like, especially season specific things Mm -hmm. like around Christmas and there's not really that many Thanksgiving movies, Mm -mm. but mainly Christmas movies are very specific. Like you're a psychopath if you watch Christmas movies and it's not Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So you can look forward to watching those and Mm -hmm. that can give you something to romanticize during the Christmas months. I agree. Another thing that I feel like is a big one that can help you cope with if you have seasonal depression, but just like the negatives of the season is decorating your your space like even if it's like your room your apartment your house mm-hmm. um or like helping decorate your parents or whatever house um and just bringing in something and it doesn't i mean exploding your house with christmas decorations can get super expensive but you can always um like the way that i've done it is kind of just like swap out things that i already yeah. have in my apartment like if i have a little poster or something making it Christmas themed. Yeah. And honestly, um, this was more for fall than Christmas. Um, but like, I feel like in the winter season in general, you can do that ghost trend thing and like yeah. thrift those old paintings. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You okay over there, bestie? Yes. <laughs> but you could go and thrift those paintings, those like old antique looking paintings from the thrift store. And, um, Instead of doing, like, ghosts, you can make it, like, a winter wonderland or something and replace the poster on your wall with that. Super cheap idea. But there are definitely ways that you can bring the Christmas spirit or the holiday spirit into your space. I also feel like another really important thing, especially because it is caused by not getting enough sunlight, is if it's conducive with your schedule at all, try to wake up earlier. Like, when... I worked my other job. This just wouldn't have been possible because I was getting home at 3 Mm a.m. But now that I get home at 10 or 11, I can wake up at 8 or 9 and I'm getting just those few extra hours of sunlight, which really help and just make you feel like your day is longer, which is nice. And then extra self-care as well, like taking care of your nourishment a little bit more like making yourself nice meals nice warming meals like soups and pastas etc like things that comfort you mm-hmm. as well as spending extra time to do relaxing self-care I feel like like baths and face mask and you know giving yourself the time to just be a little bit lazy and watch tv mm-hmm. etc is important because when you're just wanting to be lazy sometimes the answer is not always to be like really down on yourself and force yourself to do those things. Sometimes you just need to give into it in a controlled way. Yeah. And be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to let myself watch TV for the next hour or two. And then this is my plan. And when I've got the energy back, I'm going to get up and do this. That's productive. So like not beating yourself up for taking that time. That is all of the ways that we embrace the winter season or any of our advice um, to combat seasonal depression in Mm -hmm. any way or be proactive about it. So that is almost the end of this episode because we have a new segment. If you watched our last episode, we kind of talked about introducing a weekly quote, Mm -hmm. but we're going to start doing something a little bit different. Our girl here is quite the writer. So we're introducing a new segment called She's a Writer. She writes a lot. So she's just going to bring in some some of her, I think it's pretty poetic, but I don't know if by the standards of poetry, if it's actually poetry. But it's, it's kind of like deep thoughts, yeah. and I think it's really interesting. Basically, shit I write that I feel like could apply 
to this because I enjoy writing and I enjoy the podcast. So mm-hmm. why not combine the two? <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when the leaves fall and the chill sets in, when the sun sets earlier and the nights become longer, how do you feel when you can no longer step outside and feel the warmth on your skin? That's it, besties. Beautiful. Yeah, what do the motherfucking poetry bitches do? They're like, mm, she ate with that line. She ate it. Oh. Mm. Uh, she ate and left no crumbs. crumbs. No you, crumbs. No crumbs. She vacuumed. She she vacuumed with her mouth. <laughs> That's it for our episode on winter thingies. Winter thingies. That's what I'm going to title it. Winter, winter, winter thingies. Winter thingies. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed. As always, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at the BBR pod. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Love Love ya. ya.